Losing a spouse can be an extremely difficult experience. And the financial implications can also be a major problem. In today's show, we're going to talk specifically about a subset of the financial issues that may arise after losing a spouse. Today, we're going to talk about taxes. Of course we are. Because the only certainties in life, Dan, are death, taxes, and pizza. You know that. (laughs) What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, It's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. My name is Dan Wendell and I'm the owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Tony Shores alongside me today. And Tony, like I said, and you mentioned, we're going to talk about death and taxes and pizza. No, we're not going to talk about pizza, but I know this is a sensitive issue and the talking about losing a spouse. And the reason why I want to talk about this, Tony, is because the month of September was a rough one for me and my clients because I lost quite a few um, to death. And unfortunately, it's part of my job because a lot of my clients meet me before they retire and then they live through retirement and then eventually they pass away. And I'm there because I was their financial advisor and I'm learning and seeing things over time that I want to talk about today when it comes to what the surviving spouse has to deal with. And one of the topics that is often neglected is the taxation issues, because who really wants to talk about death and who wants to talk about taxes? Not me, but we're going to do it anyway today. (laughs) Right. It's a tough topic for a lot of folks. Obviously, nobody likes to think about uh, the loss of a spouse or the loss of their own life. So Uh, People put this off, but you do need to deal with uh, how it's going to be handled, and you need to think about it beforehand. It's going to make that emotional time uh, so much uh, less difficult. It's a difficult time anyway, uh, but why would you want things like taxes or finances to come into play? Uh, That's not what you should be thinking about at that time. So now's the time to talk about it, right, Dan? Yeah, I mean, um, it's you could say this show is probably very useful to someone who just lost a spouse, but they're probably not listening to our podcast. So I think it's also useful for everybody because you can the the spoiler alert: the way to solve this problem is advanced preparation. So you want to start thinking about this, and if you have elderly parents or if you're in retirement, you're going to want to start thinking about this kind of stuff. But let me get a little bit more specific. Um, so most people talk about the financial issues when losing a spouse. There's plenty of material out there. Obviously, there's emotional issues. So we're not going to talk about that. But when it comes to financial issues, people realize they're going to they're going to have a loss of income. So that's what most people talk about. When you lose a spouse, you're going to lose some income. You're going to lose benefits, potentially. You're going to have to figure out the rules of inheriting an IRA. What do you do there? Or what happens to the se- the house? We did a show on that, right? We did a show on selling the house after a spouse dies. 
And so people don't think about that until it happens, but it's good to know in advance. So I want to talk specifically about taxes. And before we get into it, I want to be clear about the taxes we're talking about, because taxes is a pretty broad topic. There's a lot of different taxes. Yeah. A lot. Um, We're going to talk about income taxes, but there's also other taxes to consider, and maybe we do them in another show, but you have estate taxes, gift taxes, taxes and then you have generation skipping transfer taxes oh um i've never even heard of the last one (laughs) you know why tony and i'm I'm gonna be it's gonna be clear you know and it's not gonna be a surprise because i don't come from a lot of money and neither do you um generation skipping transfer taxes and estate taxes have to deal with when you pass uh money on to the next generation and typically two generations down the road. Um, but for most people, for, for everyone, actually, you get a, about over an 11 million, 11 and a half million dollar exclusion per person. So it's for a married couple, only if you have more than 22 million, roughly, do you have to worry about these types of taxes. So it doesn't, not many people have to deal with it right now. Now that's not to say they can't lower those and then everyone's got to deal with it. But for now, we're going to kick the can on those. And if you if you are in that bracket where you have millions of dollars, tens of millions that you have to worry about those taxes, then that's, that's a different story, but we're going to keep it simple for today's show and talk about income taxes. Uh, All right. When it so, comes to death. Okay. Especially when it comes to what happens when, um, the, uh, your spouse passes. Right. So the big thing to note is that when you file taxes, you can claim a lot of different ways. I want to just focus on claiming married versus single. Because if you're married, that's and, and then you lose a spouse, you're going to be changing the way you file. You're going to go from being married to being single. And so the IRS is going to be aware of that. And things change. Things change as a result. Um, a very important thing to note that people may not realize. When you lose a spouse, that year you lose that spouse, you could still file married for the, for the year. As long as you were married at one day that year, you could file married that year. And that's an important thing to note because you'll, as you'll see, as we're talking, it can make a difference that, that one year. Okay. Now I know you hate math, so (laughs) I'm going to try and do this in a very broad sense and use just round numbers. Um, and I'm going to do this using an example and examples are tough when we're dealing with a podcast because you don't have a visual, but let, let's just, let me see if I could tell a little story here. Okay. Sure. So you got Jack and Jill, they're married and they're retired. Okay. Where are they getting their money from? Let's just use a, a typical couple. Okay. Let's say they, they need, they're, they're They have $60,000 of income. Half of that income, 30,000, they're pulling from their IRA retirement accounts. The other half they're getting from social security. So they're getting 30,000 from social security. Okay. When you pull money from an IRA account, it's taxed because you didn't pay tax on it yet. So when you pull it, no matter what your age, if you're in retirement, say you're 65 years old, it's going to be taxed. 100% of it's going to be taxed. You just never pay tax, right? But Social Security doesn't work that way. We've done shows on this. Not all your Social Security benefits are taxed. So let's use this example. They have 30000 of Social Security. They're making 60000 total. I'm going to say roughly 
only 25% of their Social Security is actually taxed. So not all of your Social Security is taxed. Up to 85% can be taxed. So at any time, 15% of your Social Security benefits won't be taxed currently based on today's tax tables. So in this case, a married couple pulling 60K, 30 from Social Security, about 25% of their Social Security is taxable. Now, this isn't accurate. This isn't, you know, 100%, but it's close enough. So that 60K couple is actually only going to have about 37, 38,000 that's subject to tax. Okay, you follow me so far? Yep. Now, they get the standard deduction. In 2020, the standard deduction is 24800 for a married couple. So that comes right off their income. So instead of making 37000 you take away the 24800 Now they're down to $13,000 of taxable income. Okay? This is just for a very typical couple. Nothing crazy else going on with taxes. 13000 is taxable. Do you know what the tax bracket is for $13,000 of income, Tony? What percent uh, is zero, to pay? Zero. No, it's 10, 10%. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I thought it, you hit a, a low enough point and you didn't pay anything. If you only had 13000 of Social Security income, yeah, you wouldn't pay any taxes because none right. of it would be taxable. But they have to pay taxes on that IRA. But ah, it's in a 10% sure. tax bracket. There you go. So that's not bad. No. You know, no, that's not bad. And if you look at the history of taxation, that's pretty darn good, actually. Oh, it's really good if you look at the history. It used to be like nine. At one point in our nation's history, wasn't it 80 or 90 percent? Yeah, for the top, for the very top tax. Yes. So, and it's progressive. Yep. So, you know, they didn't pay 90 percent on all their income, but, you know, so the first 13,000 is taxed at 10 percent. So if you think about it, they may be paying $1,300 in taxes for the year on 60K of income. Wow. Okay. So Jack and Jill are going along fine. They're getting their standard deduction, but unfortunately Jack dies. And it's typical that the man dies first because men have shorter life expectancies than women. And um, so that's what happens. What, you know, well, we, you know, why do men, why do men always die before women? Because they want to. Ooh. No, see, oh. that's, a, that's, a, that's an old joke. I know. It's an old, I know. oldie. I know you don't mean that because you love no. your wife so much. I do. I, and if yep. she's listening, I know your kids listen. So, hey, kids, tell, <laughs> tell your mom that your father was kidding. He didn't mean it. You love it. All right. So, okay. What happens when you lose a spouse? Obviously, emotional, all that. I, we're just talking numbers here. I'm trying to be unemotional about this. You lose their income. If they had a pension, you might lose that if they didn't take the joint payout. But most of the time in this, and then for this standard couple, they lose social security income, Mm. you know, and that's a big deal. And people know this and they talk about it. And any financial advisor that can call themselves a financial advisor will have a discussion about lost income upon death of a spouse. They might be working and it's obvious, oh, they're not going to work anymore. But Social Security, people get that, right? So when you lose a spouse, and we and, and that is one of the most popular podcasts that we've done is the Social Security, marriage, death, and divorce. What happens to Social Security if, you know, my spouse dies or if I divorce? So there's that. That's People know that. 
but it can get confusing, but they know that they're going to lose income. So let's go to back to this example. Jack dies and he loses, they lose the social security. They know that and people understand they're going to lose income. But what they also lose, which people forget about is they lose that standard exemption. You know, you, you could take 24,800 off the top. Um, now you can only take 12,400. You lose half. So she, she's going to be paying more, more of her income now is going to be taxable because she can't get that exemption on her ex or deceased husband anymore. Not only that, Tony, her tax brackets are going to change. You know how I said, Hey, you know what? 13,000, what tax bracket that's in? And you said zero. Well, it was 10. Do you know what that same $13,000 put what the tax bracket is for a single person versus married? No. 12. Oh, they're now through no change in income. They're in a higher tax bracket because they're single. Uh, you can make more as a married couple and your tax brackets are bigger. Meaning you just, just for round figures, you can make about 20,000 as a married couple and you're in the 10% tax bracket. Then you can make up to 80,000 and you're in the 12% tax bracket. Those same brackets for a single person, it's 10,040. So it's about half. It's half. So once you lose a spouse, you're going to be thrown into the single tax bracket, which is not as favorable tax-wise. Okay. So even if your income stays the same, you know, you don't lose any income with a spouse, you're going to pay more in taxes simply because of the tax brackets are higher and you're losing this, the, the exemption of your spouse. So right away, we have a problem. And people aren't talking about this because they don't want to talk about taxes. <laughs> and no one likes to do tax planning, but that's a huge part of life. So let's look at Jack and Jill's new situation. Their social security goes down. It goes down from 30000 to what? I don't know. Let's... Let's guess. Let's assume that um, he was making twenty thousand of Social Security and she was making ten. So when he dies, she loses her own. She doesn't lose his. She loses her own because she can keep whichever one's higher. So instead of making thirty, she's making twenty thousand. Now, before he died, she needed sixty thousand to live. Tony, do you think that she's going to need less income now that her husband's died? Do you think she's going to drastically reduce her income need as a result of nope. her husband dying? Nope. No? No, because what, I mean, what expenses are going to go down? Groceries. Uh, pizza. Pizza. I'm yeah. thinking about your wife. Okay. If if you were to pass away, what expenses would go down? It would be a whole lot less pizza buffet expenses. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So what is that? 20, 30 grand? <laughs> no, but in, no, in all seriousness, what, what does go down? Um, not much, right? No. You have a Your mortgage, grocery bill. Grocery bill, right? But I would argue that the wife's going to go out to dinner more now because she's tired of cooking That's for true. you. Actually, true. she's probably like, oh, I, I love Tony's cooking so much. I can't replicate it. I'm going to have to go out now because I don't, yeah, I can't. That's probably write. not going to be the case, no. But in reality, really, expenses don't go down that much, right? So she's still going to need 60000 of income, but she's getting only twenty from Social Security, so she's going to now need to take forty from her retirement just to keep up, right? And what's the problem with that? 
IRAs, 100% taxable. So now, more of her income is going to be taxable. And that 30000 that used to come from Social Security is now only 20000 But here's the, another tax little problem she's got, Tony. The amount of Social Security that's subject to tax is going to go up. It's a formula. Up to 85% of it is taxable. But more you can make more money as a joint couple and pay less in Social Security, but as soon as you become single, the tax brackets for how much of your Social Security is taxable also go down. So it used to be 44000 can be made, uh, and that's the break point for Social Security. That break point goes down to 34000 So now all of a sudden... You can't make as much income without your Social Security being taxed. So that that twenty thousand of Social Security, I would say probably sixty to eighty five percent of it's going to be taxable, whereas it used to be only about twenty percent taxable. So she's going to be paying more taxes on her Social Security. All of the IRA income is going to be taxed. So all of a sudden, she goes from having what do we say thirteen thousand taxable yep. she's going to have closer to 40 43,000 is going to be taxable right now so, i mean you're painting a bleak picture here i mean it just you you keep piling on the problems uh, <laughs> uh, if a spouse dies your tax situation just gets worse yeah uh, which you wouldn't think because you'd think a single tax situation would be better uh but it's not no um so so uh, I hope at some point you're going to tell us, is there something you can do about this or no. to prepare? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. I <laughs> <No>. yes. <laughs> yeah. So in this example, her taxes went from, you know, taxable income of, of 13,000 to 40,000. She goes from the 10% tax bracket to the 22% tax bracket. So Yikes. all money she takes for trips or gifts or whatever, She's going to be paying 22% instead of 10. It's huge. It's a big difference. All right. All right. So you want, all right. I know it's bleak. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make the point that this is, this is important to note and people don't well, want yeah, to talk people about don't, it. People don't think about it. In fact, they think, okay, if one of us is gone, I'm going to pay less in taxes and oh, no. I'm, I'm going to be able to save more money, but that's, that's not the case. I, no. I get that point you're trying to make here. Uh, but is there, is there anything we can do about it? Typically, no. It might be too late if you lose a spouse. Now, keep in mind, that first year, like I said, you're married, you can file jointly that year. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other ways you can continue the joint if you have children. You could you could file as a widower. But for the most part, you lose that joint once the very next year. So that first year, you can do some tax moves. You can do, you can do some changes. You could pull some extra money from IRA to get that higher tax bracket or the lower tax bracket, I should say for a married couple. But all right, Tony, it's like, all right, this is bad. What do we do now? I'm listening to this. My wife is fine. I'm fine. Uh, what do I do now to prevent this drama from happening? Cause I don't know many people that like paying taxes. No. So can you use municipal bonds? Now municipal bonds are not taxed. However, little sidebar here, Tony, they are included as income to determine whether or not they tax your social security. So I, I, uh, I've, I've had people say, I got all my money in muni bonds. I don't pay any tax. Yeah. But 
85% of your social security benefits is going to be taxed because they use that to calculate whether or not to tax your social security. So that's not a, a it's, it's a good way to have non-taxable income, but it still bumps your social security tax rate up. But what else can you do? I'll tell you what I did with the clients that recently died because they were all clients of mine prior to this. The, the first thing we did is we made sure that they didn't do anything drastic. A lot of people, when they lose a spouse, they get depressed and they, they can make irrational decisions. So you, you need to make sure you don't do anything. A good rule of thumb is not to do anything for a while. Don't sell the house. Don't, don't, you know, send money to people, to family, you know, you don't sell everything. You got to be strategic about it and take the emotions out. So, However, it does help to do some things right away. Um, I know you're emotional about it, which is useful to have a, a financial advisor or, or some sort of power of attorney or someone that you could trust to help you do some things quickly because certain things got to get done right away. But one thing that uh, this one couple did is they had life insurance, which was very useful. Typically, you don't need life insurance when you're retired, right? It's like, well, yeah. but they were using it to replace income but the payout was tax-free. So what we could do with that tax-free money is use that to pay the bills, to make up lost income, and you don't have to pay taxes on it. So their taxable income is low, and so the Social Security bracket won't go up because it's life insurance proceeds are not taxable. So that gave the clients a buffer to make some strategic moves over the next few years because they didn't have to pay tax on that income, right? So that was useful. Now, another client didn't have life insurance um, for whatever reason, because it's not good for everyone, but in this case, he didn't. So what do we do now? Um, Mm. What we're looking at is taking some IRA money out now while he's got the joint uh, tax table, so we could do that. Um, You could do a Roth conversion. So one thing I mentioned was that they're taking money from the retirement and all of it's taxable. If it was a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, it's not taxable. So they could take that money out strategically to keep their tax brackets in order. If you have everything in an IRA, there's really not much you can do mm. to, um, to deal with taxes because it's just too late. I mean, So one thing people can do to prepare in advance is they can set up some life insurance to give a buffer tax-free, or they could do some Roth conversions while they're alive and utilize, um, we, we, we did a show on that, right? Shawshank Roth, where where I talked about the the Shawshank Roth, where they do a little bit at a time. So they don't get this tax burden. Written by Stephen King. Yep. Right. Right. And that was for those that didn't watch that show or listen to that show, or you can watch it on YouTube. Um, it's it's the part where um, I forget his name. Um, he's trying to escape and he's digging a hole in his Morgan jail cell. Freeman. No, the other guy, the, the main oh, character. Yeah. He yep. he's digging a hole in his jail cell, but he can't take the rubble out in big chunks because they'll see him carrying dirt. So he takes a little in his pockets every day in the, in the yard and drops some pebbles out every day. It took him years, but he did it over time. So he had this huge hole to escape in. Or in the analogy, you have this huge Roth account, but you pay taxes over your lifetime. You 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 convert a little bit each year while it's tax while you can deal with the taxes. Uh, sure. So that is very helpful when a spouse dies to have Roth or have tax free money, cash, 
um, IRA, uh, Roth IRA, life insurance proceeds, municipal bond income. That's not taxable so that you can manage the keeping your tax bracket lower. And that's that's a biggie. That's yeah. a big way. So it's there huge. are strategies you could do. You, 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 you have two years to sell the house to get the exclusion of 250000 You can plan your RMDs, inherit. You can inherit the IRA, keep it in your spouse's name, or take it as your own. There's tax strategies there. So there are things you can do. All hope is not lost, but it does help <laughs> to be thinking advanced. Yeah. So um, there's a big difference between tax prepping and tax planning. Having someone prepare your taxes and do it is one thing, but having someone think through future tax issues, that's what you should be thinking about. And that's the main right. takeaway from this conversation. Yeah. You need to have a, a trusted financial professional uh, like yourself do that. And that's what you help your clients with. And if our listeners have questions about this or, or want to talk to you about their tax situations, uh, their financial situations, um, how can they do that? Uh, we're almost out of time here, but let our listeners know how they can set up that complimentary consultation. Yeah, the best thing to do, I would go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. We have a YouTube channel. Search for Dolphin Financial Group. Watch the video on the Shawshank Roth to learn about Roth conversions. Watch the video on selling a house when a spouse dies. That's a good tax-related show. And um, Or you just give me a call. Uh, 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 the number to call is 888 508 five nine three five and one thing i want to do tony um before we end this show is i want to have a disclaimer here i want to have my son zachary come on and talk because we did talk about tax issues today i am not a cpa i do not give tax advice this is more tax planning and retirement planning issues so i think it's important for my listeners to note that so we're going to end it with zachary giving a little little um disclaimer for lack of a better word before we end the show but again, go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com, watch those videos, or just connect with me online. And thanks for a great show, Tony. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is informational purposes only and is not in intended to provide tax or accounting advice. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.